welcome back because this is a part two where if you haven't listened to part one, that will be linked below so you can catch up to where we are. We are with our now in-house counseled professional dominatrix, owner of Dungeon East, lifestyle dominatrix, professional BDSM consultant, Justine Cross. Thanks for coming back. No, thank you for having me back. I'm glad I got into another segment for you. (laughs) Oh, yes. We just had so much fun talking the first time. Like, we didn't get to actually ask all of the questions that our viewers had submitted, which there were a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're just going to, like, jump right back in. Again, if you want to know more about Justine and, like, the questions of, like, how she got started, yada, yada, the basics behind BDSM, the the boundaries and all that good jazz, you go ahead, stop this, listen to episode one, and then get your ass back, back over here so we can listen to episode two, which I think these questions questions are a little bit more juicy, a little more naughty, perhaps. And of course, we know Justine does not have to share everything about her fucking personal life. So if there is anything that's just like, uh, that's not about what we're talking about, just skip. I am so down to put people in their place and let them know our boundaries, sis. Otherwise, I think we could just get right into it, shall we? Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's do it. Okay. I thought this was an interesting one because it's never something I thought about with, I mean, is it Okay, I have to say this kind of funnily because I was on a call earlier today and I was talking about how I totally sell feet pics to people that like DM me and one of my bosses was like, that's sex work. And I was like, I don't think it is. And she's like, no, it is. And I was like, huh, I guess if you're getting paid money for an act, like, do you consider dominatrix work to be sex work because it is an exchange of pleasure for money? Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes to both questions. Uh, yes. Being a dominatrix falls under the larger umbrella of sex work and so does selling your feet um, through DMs, <laughs> which I please anyone listening power to you. Please don't do it on Instagram. They will shut you down. Oh, um, shit. So don't do that. Uh, keep it off site. Yeah, there you go. I'm helping helping out my fellow sex workers, even if you don't know you are one yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, what because, you know, there's also like phone sex operators, like they're mm-hmm. not having physical sex with someone. Right. And then also, you know, you have to think about what is sex. I mean, granted, right. we usually have a definition of sex uh, as defined by the law in which we live and the person in which we're having sex with. Right. Um, <laughs> it's very important to define those things with right. your partner. For um, sure. But yeah, I am not, and certainly not right now because of COVID, right. I am not having physical contact with my clients. Hmm. Um, but when, or if I go back to that, I am not having um, um, penis, vagina, <laughs> uh, missionary. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the the so, plano plano. Yeah, but but what is sex? It's you know right. someone comes. Yeah, hopefully, Maybe. hopefully <laughs> if you're good, if, if yeah. you have fiber, all that. So so I guess the the question that was asked was how do people stay safe sexually on the job? So I guess that can be like in terms of a client and dominatrix partnership, and even if it's not penetrative, how do you stay safe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, again, all the things that I am doing. I, I assume they mean like medically safe. Like, yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, well, as, you know, as I said earlier, it's like, you know, we are wiping down everything with like steradol wipes, alcohol. I'm using barriers like puppy pads. I put, I, I'm always wearing um, nitrile gloves. They're very sexy and black. <laughs> so, um, and then also, you know, putting condoms on things like vibrators or mm. insertables and, you know, making sure that is happening. Um, but that's, that's the extent of which I am in contact with clients. So mm. there's never any, um, 
uh, opportunity for skin to skin contact ah. uh, in what I am doing with them when I saw people physically. And excuse my ignorance. Is Mm -hmm. that normal? Is that like a normal job um, boundary for dominatrix is there isn't that penetrative relationship? Well, I Um, shouldn't say penetrative skin to skin. You said it better. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, skin to skin contact. Um, Yeah, well, I think it's different for everyone. And you know, that's the beauty of being, you know, your own boss and doing the kind of whatever work you want to do and how you decide that you want to do it, you get to decide what you want to do. Um, But I just again, I hope people are being safe, you know, (laughs) beyond COVID and before and after and things like that and taking their their physical health, you know, seriously. Uh, We live in California. So you know, the porn industry is huge here and you know they get tested mm-hmm. more than like you know p- girls that I read about like on bustle you know right, like they're getting right. tested very strictly and very often right yeah no it's interesting one of my first episodes of confidently insecure I had um, a male sex worker on mm-hmm. and he kind of said there's this you know we asked about like how do people get sick in the industry and you know with contracting like hi um excuse me um herpes or like mm-hmm. uh hpv and he kind of was like look it's kind of this unspoken rule that you know a lot of people in the industry do ha- you know get sick from time to time and i wasn't sure if it was a similar because in that industry it's like professionals who are agreeing to have skin to skin intercourse or, or play. Whereas this doesn't necessarily have that same connotation. So like, is there a, I don't want to say like issue, but has there ever been issue with kind of safety in people who tend to, I mean, like, look, I'm in an open relationship. I just naturally will get more shit wrong with my pussy because I am (laughs) just having more sex. It's not that I'm being less safe. There's just more chances. So like, Mm -hmm. does that resonate? (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, I think I I don't think it's so much about uh, it it might be a small and I'm not in the porn industry, like everything I do is solo content and I'm not naked. And so there's very little I'm just here with like, you know, (laughs) an inflatable like ball. That's what I'm getting paid (laughs) to do later today. So, oh, amazing. um, But yeah, woohoo, the dream, (laughs) living the dream. So, um, you know, I think it is a bit about the volume, but it's also just, you know, not every production is the same so you know some people are not going to go through all the safety precautions that you are supposed to do um which is the case in porn industry but honestly i've rented to mainstream production and porn production and the porn production people have always left my space perfect and the mainstream not so much when i'm there yeah but like not there just it, it was just up and a lot easier to deal with um, but I mean, that would be the same in any mainstream production. What, you know, people get hurt on set all the time mm-hmm. and, you know, oops, and, you know, and people are also just treated better at um, right. porn sets. You know, a lot of female porn stars that try to cross over, they publicly say this was such bullshit. I got treated like horribly on a, a mainstream set and mm-hmm. on a porn set, I'm treated like an angel and just like, well, you can I get you anything? Have, right. Yeah. And I mean, and even now with COVID, there's a whole set of um, safety precautions in place where you're supposed to have a COVID officer on set right, and all of these right. things. And people are contacting me now to do productions. And some of them are doing all that. And some of them, when I ask them, they're like, you know yeah yeah i mean it it does make it different when you own your own practice for lack of a better term like Mm -hmm. you you are the one that's in charge making the decisions you are your own boss like there's not necessarily like a union you have to 
adhere to protocols from, right? Or like, is there a dominatrix union I don't know about? <laughs> there isn't. I, and there is an adult uh, performer actor guild, um, oh. which I follow for industry information. But I am not, again, I think that is more for people who are who are doing porn in the porn industry, right. which again, I'm not. So Right. And d- does it bother you at all that those two are often conflated just over I think lack of knowledge of what dominatrix work is versus sex work versus porn like how do you no no one knows what a fucking dominatrix is (laughs) like everyone everyone knows what a stripper is everyone knows what an escort is like I feel like oh my god there's a million doms out there we're like the tiniest portion of people because no one knows what the fuck that is like right you know it that's not we're not the ones that made OnlyFans famous right like I don't think people they I think they group dominatrix into the world of you know just any kind of sex work in general yeah Interesting. Um, so then how do you stay safe mentally on the job? I know we talked about boundaries last time, but you know, I think sometimes with intimate experiences, no matter what the case is, like, even if boundaries are discussed, maybe things come up in the moment or, you know, have you gotten to a place where you've been doing this so long and you're such a goddamn professional, like you don't really run into those sort of like emotional safety regulation moments anymore. Yeah, I, I would really say that. And I think I've, I, I felt that way from the beginning. I think it's, mm. I, I have been doing this for so long and I have such good boundaries and that's what like all my friends say about me, even in, you know, in real life and stuff. So, you know, I think that, um, you know, as I am in a relationship, I have a partner, like we just discuss things that we feel are okay about like what I do for sex work. Mm. Um, but there, and that feels fine for me. So there's always that, mm. um, and, and, you know, any, and, and also in previous relationships. So there's that, um, I think it only gets hard when, you know, your client kind of wants more from you than you can give. Mm. And I'm very happy to refer out in terms of like, um, other mental health services or mm. like if they're asking for things that I don't provide like um mm-hmm. pre-pandemic I was very referral friendly um yeah you know now it's like uh well it's only virtual I'm not referring people for in person right. I you know right. so um you know but I think it's just the the same things that we would do anyway it's like you know you need to take breaks um mm. I think I think actually now I'm having a harder time doing that self-care because now mm. everything is online and there's no stopping yeah of work there's right. no six o'clock <laughs> bell for me no but now there's also not like seven o'clock happy hour and oysters uh, that was the bell for me right that right. bell is it's not gone. getting wrong yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um so i think it's just you know really trying to schedule things for the the self-care that are right. that are available to me and, and mm. trying and you know putting that as a stop but it's not so much like the clients you just like block move mute move on if they're problematic I don't <laughs> that's care. like my same mantra so I totally get that I'm like mm-hmm. is this servicing me in a positive way no delete block buy I embrace mm-hmm. the delete button like whew, you have no idea <laughs> oh, yeah. my block list as long as my friend list <laughs> there you go keep your enemies close um <laughs> How about, I thought this was interesting. How can you talk to judgmental people about your job? Which I think is like probably someone's way of asking, like, have you ever encountered someone where when you tell them what you do for a living, they judge you and have you ever been able to change their mind? 
Um, it's interesting because I, again, I've been doing this for a really long time and I, I've been out for a very long time and I, I'm lucky that I have a community of friends and honestly family members who know what I do and it's just a non-issue. Mm. But I find that when I tell people about it, I kind of gauge who they are and where I mm. am to how I relay that information. And I generally relate in like a, a top-down manner. I say, oh, I run my own business. That ah. frames it. And then I say, oh, I am in the adult industry. Oh, I'm a dominatrix and a dungeon owner. But it's interesting when you say to someone, I'm a dominatrix, because of course, you know, when you're in right. Los Angeles, you can fucking say that. And it's like not even that yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're a yoga um, teacher. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I guess it is interesting in the sense that like, you know, uh, well, anyway, when you say I'm a dominatrix to people, they have one of two reactions. First, they're like, either one, they're like, ooh. Oh. Yes. Oh, my God. Really? That's me. Yeah. I'm like, or, <laughs> or two, they're just confused and they're like, mm. uh, what's and they're trying to, you know, they're like you have an OnlyFans and you're like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> and but it's I remember going out to a strip club once with a girl on a date and these guys are like, hey, so, and they're like, you know, she's flirting or dancing with someone and I'm just like, oh, yeah, whatever, hey. yeah. and I'm excited for the be a strip club. And these guys are like, hey, what's up? Like, well, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm a dominatrix. And they're like, oh, we just. We just like we're just writers on a show. Like, yeah, never you know? mind. <laughs> never mind. We'll go back over here. Yeah, yeah. Or like, or we're, we we weren't that cool anymore, you know. Yeah. So I mean, like, you talked a little bit about how you know what the fuck do dominatrixes do? And I thought that another question that someone asked is like, because dominatrix work in your um, definition of like what you do as a business owner isn't skin to skin contact. Can you tell us like specifically what those? things are that you do and what are maybe some of the more unique things that someone might think of like, oh shit, I could be making money doing that with lots of years <laughs> of practice, not just like stepping yeah. into that work, making it sound easy or kind of things that maybe people assume, like, okay, dominatrix, I think you're like whipping someone that's like, you know, yeah. Rihanna song version. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am whipping someone. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, uh, yeah, if, if they're lucky. Um, mm -hmm. Well, I think also, I think it's important to note that no one really knows what anyone does at their job. Fair. Like, do totally I know true. what you're doing later no. today? Did I know no. that you had a boss? I'm like, aren't you your boss? Like, My boss uh... for this one project that I have to listen to. <laughs> I have many, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but um, yeah, the things that I, but again, it, this is, it is so varied by person where mm -hmm. it's like, for example, like, um, you know, yes, one of the things you mentioned is corporal punishment. So yes, like anything where I am hitting someone's body with an implement or my hand or something, that is something that I do. Mm. Bondage, foot fetish, um, things of that nature. Yes, all of those things. But it's like if someone wanted to do like needle play, I don't do that, but ah. lots of other people do. Okay. Um, you know, in, in during these times, um, I am doing a lot of, I'm filming a lot of content. So mm -hmm. some of those things are those things that I would be doing in person anyway, like right. foot fetish or mm. I did like, you know, things like, spanking POV because again I'm in quarantine and I'm not shooting with anyone other than myself right, right. but I'm also getting a lot of interesting inquiries that are like um, I have someone who messaged me and he wants me to like sit on there's like a whole inflatables fetish oh so yeah he wants me to like sit on like balls and like possibly pop them and you know all of these things which is that really fun like for me fun. I like doing that. <laughs> I, I love doing people send me really interesting um custom clip ideas and mm. they're just really fun and I like it it it's easier for me to do that and it's yeah it's more funny and then honestly sometimes they, they usually sell better anyway right I, right when I can sell them again so 
that's awesome. So if you have like yeah. weird clip ideas, as long as I'm not naked, I'm probably right. down. Yeah. Well, that's like so interesting that, you know, I, you know, I've, I've talked about before on the podcast, how people will DM me all the time for like foot pictures. And I'm like, why the fuck do I care? Like it's my foot. I don't care. Like if my face is on it, like here, have a foot picture. But I think that there's something that I lack in confidence to be like sexy about my feet pictures. And it's definitely something I'm like interested in because you'll, you know, you can get more money when you're actually performing like a kind of a, having that uh, sensual connection to it. Mm -hmm. But like, how do you, do you have an emotional separation that, or is it purely performative or do you enjoy it? Oh, I mean, both. Like, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, I practice BDSM in my personal life. I enjoy doing these things. Um, but it's like, there's also things that I will do for money that I don't mind doing, but I wouldn't do them for free. In your personal life. Yeah. Right. I wouldn't do my personal life. And I mean, right. well, I'm, I'm queer. I mostly have female relationships. So that's one. Um, so, so it's that, but I don't do things that I like have like a real problem with or like right. really against my boundaries. Right. So, so there's both, but it's, right. it's, it is a job. It is a business. It is one that I really enjoy. Right. Or you <laughs> wouldn't like, do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's just like anyone where it's like, people say you find a job you love and you'll never work a day in his life. It's like, no, you're still going to work. Even if it is like sex work and it's fun and pleasurable, it's still a business. <laughs> yeah. I, that's like a really dumb, stupid phrase. Like, I, I know. So dumb. I know. Like, God, I, I, imagine I never so having to work in your life. Go live on that's... a fucking ashram or something. Even still, you're going to be working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't understand that phrase. It's, it's silly. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, before I ask you about the craziest thing you've ever partaken in, we're going to throw it to a quick ad break. My sweet, sweet confidants. I just had to take a quick second, pause on the pod, one real quick second, just to talk about my most favorite thing, which is therapy with my most favorite company, which is BetterHelp. Y'all know I am constantly preaching about BetterHelp, which is an online therapy app website you can download right now and get matched with a licensed professional counselor in under 24 hours because I truly, truly believe in it. I use it every single week. Shout out to my therapist, Kim. And I also do couples therapy from it. It has made my life so much more manageable during this pandemic. And I want all of my confidants to be able to have that accessibility and affordability, which is why I love BetterHelp because it is more affordable than traditional counseling and on other online competitors. And they deal with all sorts of things like anger issues, LGBT, family life, uh, sexuality, relationships, sleeping, trauma, you name it. BetterHelp is there for you. And I want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you're going to get 10% off your first month by visiting BetterHelp.com slash C. I. You're going to join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health when you go to betterhelp.com slash CI. <laughs> me undies, baby. Let me tell you, I got a package in the mail the other day, had my name on it, opened it up, a lone pair of the softest underwear I have ever felt in my life. Of course, it was from my me undies fam. They know that I got to keep it fresh. I got to keep it cute. I got to keep the patterns going. And I saw something on TikTok that said like, you're supposed to replace your underwear every six to 12 months anyways. And I was like, 
Oh, I didn't know that. But don't worry, because Me Undies has got you covered. Building your collection of soft as heck undies has never been easier. They've created a membership where you get a pair of your fave undies delivered each month. You're the boss. This is your world, and they're just sending you undies. You also get up to 30% off virtually everything they make and early access to the most exclusive prints. Me undies are designed to be the softest thing you'll ever put on your body and offered in a range of sizes from extra small to 4XL, okay? And for any first-time purchasers, you're going to get 15% off and free shipping baby they got a problem free philosophy if you don't like it you can return it no questions asked no caveats they will refund or exchange so to get your first 15 percent off your first order free shipping and a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee go to meundies.com slash confidently that is meundies.com slash confidently whether you work for yourself, confidant like me, or you're a part of a team, which is also like me because I do have friends, it's time to get creative. Make your online presence and your business stand out from the rest with issue. Y'all know, you've heard me talk about it. I'm starting my own little side thing, my little side app situation. And I have been using issue with all of my deck presentations. First impressions are everything. And with issue, it is an all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content from marketing materials to magazines to flip books and brochures and more. I mean, like PDFs are totally outdated. No one's using like PowerPoint, all that jazz. You can use seamless other tools with the issue like Canva, Dropbox, and InDesign. Make it once and distribute it everywhere. You don't have to reformat because your content's already optimized for engagement and ready to share. I'm talking to all you creators, marketers, designers, and anyone who wants to make content that stands out. And you can start using Issue for free. They also offer premium features that give a more customized experience. So get started with Issue today for free or you can sign up for a premium account and you will get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use promo code confidently. That's I-S-S-U-U dot com slash podcast and use promo code confidently at checkout for your free account or 50% off your premium account. That's issue.com slash podcast with promo code confidently. The weather is getting warmer, so it is time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now that I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortless, effortless, less, yeah, effortlessly chic year after year, like uh, premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from 30 doll hairs, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. I can confirm this. I'm actually wearing Quince pants right now. You are. They are so, they're they're loose, they're breezy. These babies have a button, a fly, drawstring, and elastic in the band. So I can like, I can dress them up, I can dress them down. Yes. They are, they're the perfect 
pant for summer and I'm really comfortable as hell in them. Honestly, I am wearing the Quince 14 karat gold earring loop right now. Oh my God. I know. I think it's so cute. It does not tarnish. It is so comfy and I have sensitive ears so I'm really loving this for my body. So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Kelsey for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Kelsey to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Kelsey. And now we're back from that ad break. I know we kept you right on the edge of your seat wondering, like, I'm sure this is the most common question you get asked, right? It's like, what's the fucking craziest thing you do? Like, do you have those um, sort of like party trick stories you go to where you're just like, one time, you won't believe this. Or are you just kind of like, some guy wants me to pop balloons with my butt and that's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's usually like, what, what request did I get this week? It's really uh, hard. Yes. I do get that question a lot, but it's really hard for me to answer because mm. what's your definite. Well, first of all, it's like, yeah. I don't want to kink shame people. Exactly. And it's like, what would be your definition of this? Because mm. for some people, if I said, okay, well, you know, I, I took a picture of my trash and sold it to someone that's pretty outrageous. Um, but also it could also be outrageous for someone to like, you know, I sold a picture of my feet, which actually it's so funny that that's like the common thing because I'm like, wow, I never sell pictures of my feet. Maybe because my feet are old and tired and already out there. (laughs) No, you know what I think it is, is I've got abnormally small feet and I think there's Uh, a specific, I'm like a six for how um, tall I am. I'm okay, five nine. So, so I oh, look wow. very that's really small. For you I tall. fall a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a size seven and a half eight. And I'm also like five, eight, five, nine. So yeah. it's like smaller. Yeah. So, you know, my that's feet small. are weird. My feet that are is weird. A little small. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like you, you know, I think that brings up such a good point too, of like the people who, who are usually asking, like, you can get a vibe based on who's asking of like, oh, are they trying to get me to say something like interesting or are they looking for that? Like one time I played cannibalism, like, you know, they want the crazy, (laughs) you know, fucking most out there thing. I mean, it's all relative. It's like, you know, like for me and like, oh, well, like, I don't think it's that interesting or abnormal that like someone wants to take me on like an all expenses paid vacation to like a foreign uh, country. That's fucking wish. fine. <laughs> but then like for other people, you know, I'm like, wow, I think it's like fucking weird and abnormal that like you flew across the country in the middle of a pandemic, you know, right. and I'm like, that's not cool. Like yeah. but everyone has done that more right. than what I have done. So that's it's, so it's funny. just, it's just really all relative. Well, you, I, you know, speaking yeah. of like, if uh, what you're talking about, is that technically fin doming, financial dominatrixing, or is it that someone wants to pay for you because that's their kink? You're not necessarily telling them to do that. That's what they want. Well, I think that would, that would be all my business. Like, is it their kink? Is it ah. my kink? Well, because it's like, it's, you know, I'm still in a service industry. It's like, I right. exist. Right. And I can tell you what to do, but it has to be something that on some level you want to do. Right. Um, because I can't make you do it with that. It's not consensual. So it's yeah. kind of this weird thing because it's like, yes, I'm getting up every day and looking hot and putting a certain amount of effort into this. And then I am reaping the rewards of that, you know, hotness and that work. But there has to be someone else there who is interested in receiving right. that. <laughs> um, you know, they you still have to contact me. You know, right. I can't, right. I mean, I'm not like 
call I'm not in the phone book and saying right. like well John Smith I'll yeah. call him today and tell him what to do like John Smith has to find me sure sure well so speaking of like having regular clientele like <clears throat> do you find that your clients are like repeat people and is it there to sort of like um relieve a, a fetish or a kink for some time or is it like you know we all grow out of our shit right like what I was interested in last year isn't what I'm interested in this year do you mm -hmm. find that uh, people are repeat clients who are like constantly changing their kink or are you like oh John Smith I know I'm gonna have to do this today um you know it depends I've had a lot of a lot of my clients are regulars and I've known them for many many years um and sometimes it's like basically the same and sometimes it evolves it really just depends on what's going on for them in their personal life a lot of people mm. that I saw years ago um opened up to their partners and decided to incorporate kink in their lives and oh. then they rent the space for me or sometimes yeah. I would see them as a couple and that was really nice you know it feels good to like you know yeah to the family you know so yeah. so that's good and I encourage people to talk to their partners and you know stuff yeah like that. oh um, when stuff opens but... back up I definitely want to come visit and see mm -hmm. all the things yeah <laughs> well you can rent it now like I said oh yeah like yeah but for I don't the even party... know what we would know I don't even like I have no idea where we would even start <laughs> But yeah, well, but I'm having a virtual play party called Cyber BDS Fem that you can come to. I would boy. love. It's, yeah, I yeah, will send you the details. It's all it's a women's only play party. So oh, that's so amazing. I love that you've created those spaces too, because I mm -hmm. feel like often women's pleasure is so overlooked, and I have to imagine the BDSM community is probably more welcoming to that to women's pleasure than like mainstream society <laughs> uh definitely all about femdom stuff like again that's totally normal to me and i was right. listening to my friend um on clubhouse the other day talking about the first time she went into a dungeon and she saw like a woman be you know beating up a guy and like making him serve her and she's like that was like wild to me and i was like what that is a tuesday afternoon you know? <laughs> that's my regular <laughs> yeah absolutely um so I thought this was also another interesting question, maybe one that's too personal. Tell me to fuck off if you want. But do you feel the need to be in control in other parts of your life or just work? Like, does this bleed over into relationships or like <laughs> tasks or like errand running? <laughs> well, let me let my girlfriend out of the kit. No, I <laughs> know. Um, <laughs> You're yeah, sitting on um, her. no, I am definitely. I know I'm sitting on her. No, she set this all up for me and ran she's away. A no, chair. Um, yeah, she's a chair. No, she's not. She's a lovely person. Um, yeah. but she, uh, yes, I am totally um, in control. I am a top, I am a dom, I am a type A personality outside of the dungeon. Mm. You know, that is who I am. Um, it's just funny to me because when people meet me as Justine, you know, I'm just like, oh, a normal person, like yeah. we're talking right now, and people always say, oh, well, I. I, I just thought you were like going to be a, like a bitch, mean, like yeah. mean. And my response is like, well, but you're not paying me to be mean to you. It's a service. It, it's a service. I got to turn that on. It is yeah. an expensive one. So, but I'm just, I, yeah, I don't have like a, a domitude, you know? Um, mm. I hope I don't. Yeah. That would be, mm -hmm. I have to imagine that would be exhausting. Like it's kind of similar in my business where I'm never not being me. Like I'm never paid mm -hmm. to act like someone else, but there is an energy preservation that I have to do because like, for instance, today I'm doing four podcasts and I was like, okay, I'm going to be on for each of those hours and each hour that I'm not, I will be sitting face down scrolling through TikTok and I don't want to <laughs> talk to anybody today. Like I, there is an energy preservation. Like, do you find that one sort of Dom, uh, uh, session takes more out of you than another, or are you kind of like, eh, again, I've been doing this so long. I know how to 
maybe schedule things? <laughs> um, you know, honestly, I think, you know, when I'm, when I have like a good session or a good time with someone, it really revives me. Oh. Um, it's honestly the best cure for cramps. Unfortunately, I can't kick anyone the balls today and I have uh, them and I'm very disappointed. Oh, and, I'm sorry. Because I think that it's usually like, you know, when you have like a bad day, it's like you don't want to go into work because then you got to like, it's like worse, you yeah. know? I mean, it might get your mind off of things, but then you have to deal with like the work. gross <laughs> stuff. But it's like my, my work, my job is to like have some man give me like tons of money call me a goddess and like let me hit him and do things I want to do and that feels really good I think it only gets tiring or gross when someone doesn't want to pay you and you're like well but you need to pay me to do these things oh but let's just talk endlessly okay that's not going to work for me I gotta go and then it's like frustrating that I think is the only thing that is annoying and frustrating um especially now in the the online right well that was actually one of my questions I was going to ask is about like developing a friendship because I know when I have been approached by you know those dm sliders they are like oh I do actually also just want to like talk to you and I'm kind of like I don't know that I want that because also too they tend to be anonymous you know avatar wise and they're not really sharing much about who they are actually so do you tend to do you find that the clients want to have a relationship like friendship with you or that you're like no I see you Tuesdays at 10 and that is all (laughs) um no sometimes I mean I yeah again I have been I have known some of my clients for a very long time and so I have developed friendships with them and certainly like you need to be friends with someone if you're going to go travel with them. Oh, <laughs> you for know, sure. like they have yeah. to know you, you're going to know who they are. They're going to know who you really are. Like you have to know that. So, um, it, you know, so definitely that, I mean, but also it's like people sliding into your DMS. It's like, I mean, I don't talk to men for free. Ew. Amen. Sis, make a shirt out of that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I think there's many, um, but I, I will talk to, you know, I will talk to clients for like a few minutes for free. Like, you mm-hmm. know, the rule is like generally five minutes and then I get busy and then it's like, well, if you want to talk to me, I am on Sex Panther or yes. you know, I'm busy right now. I am shooting today, but I will be around tomorrow. There you go. Oh, you want a custom yeah. clip, you know, things like that. So it just don't talk to people for free. It's a waste I'm of like your time. I'm like taking notes. I'm like, don't yeah. talk to people for free. No, just because mm-hmm. like I, I, I do want to take the, the taboo-ness out of it. Like I do want to try and like find where I feel comfortable in that relationship too. Like I do feel like when someone is asking me for a service, I don't owe them anything. But if I'm going to engage that I'm worried about doing it right or like you know, again, am I being sexy with it? Or am I literally just like taking a picture of my foot? Like, I think I'm still finding my footing in like the, the foot world, (laughs) no pun intended, but like, yeah, I, I thought that was, um, I thought that was an interesting question. Um, uh, this one I thought was interesting too. How do you avoid passing judgment on your own clients? Um, I don't know that I really judge them, so I'm not sure what that means. I mean, I don't, (laughs) You're like, nothing phases me. <laughs> I mean, I don't like judgment. In ter- do you think that person meant like judgment in terms of like their kink? Or, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't judge my clients. Like, you know, the only thing is I was talking to someone the other day and he wanted to engage in something that like I didn't feel was particularly safe. Mm. And I said, I don't have anyone to recommend for you to do this with. Um, and, and I don't think this is the safest thing right now, but if you're going to do this, like here's some possible advice and you can use me as a reference, but like, I really can't participate in this. Right. Um, so I think there's that, um, I, I, so I'm not judging like clients, although I, 
you know, uh, adjacent to that, though, is that I am absolutely judging people who are knowingly participating in dangerous behavior during the pandemic mm-hmm. with their clients, um, you know, because, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just seeing things that are not okay and not safe. And I am mm-hmm. judging that because people do have other options. You should be and, fucking judged. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You're being so, an asshole. <laughs> yeah, you are. So, so there's that. Um, but it, it's, so so that that would be the only thing I would say judgment about like unsafe right. behaviors. Yeah, because I thought it was interesting. Like when we talked last, you you know, you had mentioned something like, yeah, you have to imagine like what kind of porn I have to watch if this is what I do for <laughs> a living. And I got thinking, I was like, that is a good question because I feel like just being naturally like an openly pretty sexual person, I feel like I've seen everything, right? Like when you think of, I guess, um, more like saucy things that you watch personally, this might be getting personal. I feel weird even asking it, but like, <laughs> do you, do you go towards things that are sexual or do you find yourself being like, wait, balloons do kind of look kind of <laughs> cute. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't want to say exactly my yeah. references, but I will say, uh, to one pay for your porn, <laughs> um, Amen. and two, um, I really love a lot of stuff that is on kink.com, which I do pay for. So, um, yes, I know that place. <laughs> you know that place. Yeah. And it's, and it's good too. Cause it's like, I know some people and like colleagues and then it's like, I crush mm. on them and it's like nice. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I just watched your scene and it's really cool. And they're like, Oh really? Yeah. Like we should hang out. And I'm like, Oh my God, I can't wait someday. Please. Oh I my God. So, what yeah. a compliment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, speaking of like paying for your porn, how do you feel about OnlyFans? And it's like rise to sex work meets regular people yeah um well it's a mixed bag because like on one hand i think that anything where mostly women can take agency over their bodies Mm. and make money is good and you know some kind of sex work is the oldest profession and it is also one of i i I never know like the exact numbers but it's really the only profession that women are consistently making more than men right and women still make what 76 cents on the dollar and it's even less if you're a woman of color so Mm -hmm. this is something where women can really equal the playing ground um with the rise of something like OnlyFans happening so quickly and so many civilians doing this, they lack a lot of things like safety and mm. understanding of, um, you know, <laughs> that people can download all your stuff and go put it somewhere else and no oh one's thinking God. about that. Yeah. And, you know, and, and also I think that there's like a story about to break on OnlyFans where like they're involved in like, I don't know, like something really bad. Like we were oh, all told yeah. to like cash out and, you know, and, mm. and that's like a problem. But I mean, it's like these things will, you know, platforms will come and go. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think that I think that the bigger fear for me is that as it becomes more mainstream, um, eventually OnlyFans will kick off sex workers and sex workers are the people mm. who built the platform. Much right. like we built Tumblr and, and honestly, Instagram, wow. you know, yeah, and we're getting kicked fair. off. Right. And, and and that doesn't feel fair or good and mm. it's frustrating um especially when something like doing on- online sex work is legal in the united right. states right um, i don't know much in other countries but probably legal in other countries yeah. um, it is a taxable thing so we're paying taxes right. and it's also something that is really safe for our communities mm-hmm. um and for those three reasons like we shouldn't make it harder and yeah worse for people right and it's just probably annoying it's like the guys fucking stay in your lane <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I said it, not you. <laughs> um, 
Well, uh, okay. I think, oh, sorry. I was just no. going to say, but, yeah. and, and to piggyback off of that is that like, it's okay to join us. Like sex workers aren't like, no, don't come here as civilians, but it's like, hi, like one, don't judge us. And now you're one of us, but now you don't you're... want to consider yourself right. a sex worker, but like, right. bitch, you, you are, yeah. you're selling yeah. your feet, you're selling your, right. you know, it's like you, you sent all these nudes for free and now you're charging for them fine. And then also a right. lot of like big people have been outed as selling other sex workers nudes on their oh, OnlyFans. That's fucking what? Yeah, I'll find Pick it for you and send it later. Platform. But yeah, someone like a few people have done this and <sighs> I mean, it's also like weird when it first came out, like all these celebrities, like, oh my God, I made so much money on OnlyFans. It's like, well, you're fucking stupid. Like you could have always been making this much money on OnlyFans. Like we're the ones who are smarter. We've been making all the money in all the ways and you've just been. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I could go down a hole. Yeah. Let's go somewhere else. No. Yeah. Yeah. I I totally, I watched that Hulu documentary recently and was just Uh, like, this is so complex. Um, But okay. So like curving a little bit, how do you personally, how did you learn to price yourself right like your services are a service they have I'm sure a minimum or like no maximum hopefully but Mm -hmm. like when you're starting out do you go like hard and fast these are my numbers willing to negotiate or you know how do you build your own pricing platform yes well sex worker hooker math is you decide (laughs) what you want your price to be and that's what you charge people um but it's you know it it goes into really like well how much experience do you have um how niche are you um what city do you live in my prices are competitive to los angeles and you know which is more than what someone the most expensive in, city <laughs> yeah where someone Wyoming. else might charge i'm also at the top of my game i'm very well known like i'm not gonna bargain or haggle with someone over my prices you know that being said you can charge whatever you want and it kind of depends on what how much of like you know effort or like likability does it have on your part like Mm -hmm. you know for me like i don't mind talking on the phone or texting all day so like that's a little bit lower for me other people fucking hate talking on the phone and so they charge like a way more money than I would because they never want to do it. And if they Gives do too much anxiety. <laughs> yeah. So I it's could totally just, see that. it's just, it's whatever you want to charge. So, right. um, yeah, I guess that's like a fear that if you name a price and you're like starting out and someone says no, then like there goes your opportunity for payment. Right. Like, well, you know, I never quoted my price um of in-person time on my session because Mm. i mean it was generally the same um Mm. that i gave everyone but i just never wanted to quote that for sort of like personal and almost a little legal reasons but Mm. now with online stuff there's just a fucking tip menu there's no like this is just what it is right especially the pricing platforms when it's like a per minute interaction right just what it is yeah. And I'm sure like, especially with COVID now, it's kind of, you're not running out of work. <laughs> no, no, no. There's certainly, until we run out of dicks, I will not yeah. run out of work. <laughs> there you go. Um, when we run out of dicks, that's a problem. I never panicked when there was no toilet paper because there's plenty of dicks. So. <laughs> right. I was going to say that's such a specific uh, joke, but I laughed last time you said it. I was like, I get it. Um, so, oh, I thought this was interesting. Like, um, I, as I was mentioning, I was talking to, um, 
I guess she is my boss. She's like the showrunner of the show I'm working on. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that in her show that she's doing, like sex work isn't the uh, long-term goal just because there is sort of like an ageist um, uh, label put on people, especially, I mean, we know that in the porn industry to be true because you're either like a mill for a teen, but with dominatrix work, I'd hope there is more um, like visibility, like there's no age that stops you from being a dominatrix, but is what you do now the long-term goal? Or do you find that there is still that kind of like ageist bullshit in what you do? Um, I don't find that there's so much an ageist in dom work because, because some of, so much of it is such a skill that comes from time and, and many years where it's like it, and, and certainly is the same with like dancers but because that's putting a certain kind of wear on your body as a stripper Mm. you're just not going to see as many people in their 40s and 50s doing the same kind of output as someone in their 20s right Um, and 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 there are still of course people doing that and that's not to say that there aren't but it's just you were physic you're not seeing like older football players either (laughs) you know um so so i think it's a little bit different i mean and for me personally like i'm i'm very much I don't know how much mainstream crossover, but it's like, you know, I'm doing a lot of things in the mainstream away from sex work um, because that's what I want to do. Like right. before this started, you know, I was working on a pilot for my own show. I don't know Eww. what's going to be happening with that because I'm not feeling safe, like returning mm. to production because no. the production that I'm doing would very much involve being close to other people. Of course. <laughs> like it's not like an interview that we can space out or, you know, right. so um, I, I'm not feeling great about that. So, um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know that, I think that people just eventually want to do different things. And if people eventually decide I don't want to be in sex work anymore, it's usually because of various things having to do with the stigma of people right. in sex work. Right. The money's awesome. Like, you know, <laughs> no complaints um, people, there. <laughs> people want to do different and people just want to do different things, you know, yeah. um, Well, I think it's, it's smart for any business owner to expand your brand at some point. Like you can't do, I mean, you could do the same thing for an ever and ever and all just be known as like, I don't know, the Ferrero Rocher guy, but even he branched out into coconut Ferrero Rocher. It's like, I just think it's (laughs) smart. Did you know he died as like the 30th richest man on the planet? I just found that out yesterday. I thought that was weird. I mean, I, that's weird, but I wouldn't have been able to name like the other 29, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but well, but it's true. You should always diversify your business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, I'm like an overachiever and I have to have like a million projects going on. And like, it was a joke where I'm like, wait, I can't believe I've been operating two business, two, like well, yeah. three businesses and two dungeons, like for so long at such right. a high volume. I'm like, God, what am I, I need a new, a new thing. And I just haven't yeah. quite decided what that new thing is yeah mm. just moving took a lot of effort this last year took yeah. a lot of effort i'm tired you know um yeah yeah it's good so well that kind of like perfectly leads me into my last question which mm-hmm. i once again can't believe we've been talking for as long as we have the conversations mm-hmm. with you truly just fly by which is why i'm so glad we did this part two and i'm so glad thank you again for being so open and like mm-hmm. you know sharing things that do break the stigma and like having a conversation like feel like I've been just at brunch with a friend for an hour like I'm so I grateful <laughs> I do fucking love brunch um is that like what is the future for dominatrix work not only for you but do you see in the industry things are changing and like everyone talks about you know when things go back to normal it's like well we're never gonna go back to normal normal because we've just 
grown through this. And I think a lot of ways in a very helpful way, mm-hmm. you know, like I think we're going to see a lot less burnout culture. We're going to see like families staying together longer things like that, but <laughs> we're breaking talk- up when they should. <laughs> oh, right. Or like you've gotten out and this was the mm-hmm. time to do it. Um, mm-hmm. but like, yeah. So what's the future of dominatrix work and consulting for you? And then what are you seeing like with the industry? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I'm going to be continuing with an online model for the rest of this year. I mean, a lot of that is really going to depend on when I'm able to get vaccinated and Uh, the rest of my city being able to get vaccinated. We just really live in a very big city, so Mm -hmm. it's just hard. And um, and plenty, lots of people want to get vaccinated. So, um, so that's for me, um, you know, unfortunately there are just going to be more dungeon closures as people aren't able to keep spaces open and the rents are very high here. Um, you know, so there's, there's that, um, and you know, but I think that eventually once we get to a certain level of vaccination and, um, I I think that like the first party in person is just going to be fucking lit. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm looking forward to having that someday, you know, cause my parties were always lit, you know, know, we're doing virtual ones. Um, but I, but I, I still think there's still just going to be like online stuff and and that's happening, but, but you know what it's like, I was just talking to my partner the other day and she said, well, you know, when do you think we're going to go back to normal? And I said, well, I think the problem is, is that a lot of people actually have gone back to normal. And that's why we're nothing not in a normal. Fucking, yeah. yeah, nothing is fucking back to normal. <laughs> because people are still fucking having BDSM parties and orgies. And I'm just like, stop it. Stop my, it, stop it, stop it. My like go-to sure you know, party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I was shocked when they put out the first invitation. Like, it's going to be small. People are, you know, we're leaving it up to the people. I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. People are dumb. Don't leave it up to them fucking no. implement some rules implement like certification no. or vaccination records or something that like Mm-mm. it's made me really go like what am i gonna go back to after i get vaccinated and the world gets vaccinated like it it definitely made me like distrust a little more for sure yeah i would definitely be giving major side eye because then you know these people are not safe and they don't have your interest at heart and they don't like care about you they just care about their money or whatever and it's irresponsible and fucked up and it's like Mm -hmm. you know um and and like let me just say like advice from your friendly neighborhood hoe yeah it's our in-house counsel (laughs) your in-house counsel would just like to tell you it's real cute that you think people don't lie to you Oh my God. It is so cute that you think that someone is telling you the truth right now. I am not a pessimist. I am a realist. And I just want everyone to know, do not trust people. Like people are lying. And like, it's been a huge problem in the YouTube community. And I'm sure a bunch of listeners who like follow that world know that, you know, there's these huge parties going on and like, your favorite YouTuber that you're watching going to these parties has had it and is lying to you about it. They are fully lying. Mm-hmm. That is that is just what I was talking about the other day, also with my partner, because we just found out like a bunch of people in our circle have COVID, but they don't want to mention it publicly or even tell us that they have it. And I'm like, this is bullshit. If yeah. I have to sit here and stress out and cry and pull my hair out for all of your unsafe social media postings, I want to be here for the popcorn eating and now I have COVID. <laughs> And it's stigmatizing it further. It's like, it it's is. like, it's making it seem like people who get it in a position that aren't being reckless are, are dumb or being dumbasses. you know, like yes. there are people who are fully putting themselves in unsafe positions and fuck those people, but like also essential workers or like people yeah, with large families. And people, it makes people mm-hmm. fucking look 
bad when we treat it like this gross, like STD thing, which we've also destigmatized on this podcast. <laughs> well, it makes it seem that when people are engaging in unsafe behaviors, it makes it brings other people into a false sense of security and makes it makes them feel that it's okay to also engage in those mm -hmm. unsafe things. And this mm -hmm. is why I have not try to go overboard about statistics and safety, but I have tried to very actively model good behavior, both in my personal and professional feeds, as well as telling people like, look, like what are the statistics of where you live? Because this is Los Angeles right now. It's, we are like Rihanna's yeah. heel on a fucking metal <laughs> grate right now, about to get COVID. <laughs> Second great Rihanna reference in this episode. I love it. We're meant Wait, to what be. was the first? <laughs> I think I said something about her whips and chains excite her. Oh right? yeah, of course. The, yeah, the most well, obvious for this episode. Of course, uh, of course we love Rihanna. So it, I, I think this is important and, and, I, and I applaud you for content and some mm. people have reached out to me and they have not wanted to do safe content and some people have um like you obviously were doing this <laughs> virtual um right. you know and also Brittany Forland she we did it in person but we talked about our safety yes, standards and what I did that was too like. and it was like thank you thank you thank you for doing this oh man this is this Brittany Forland's podcast is what made me go I have got to reach out to her like oh, I you. I think yours was like two or three weeks before mine and I was like <gasps> I, I want her on my podcast. So it was like <laughs> that. And oh, then God. how we've all connected. I mean, it's just been wonderful. And um, I mean, I couldn't think of a better way to wrap up than can you please once more tell us all where we can find you and how we can get more involved in your virtual classes, which I'm really jazzed about and mm -hmm. plug, 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 plug. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Well, please everyone go to my main, main site, which is just losangelesdominatrix.com. That is always going to be the best place to find me as sometimes social media is a little weird to the sexiest, yes. coolest people. <laughs> um, but you can all, you can find me on all the usual places on Instagram, TikTok, and Clubhouse as the Justine oh, Cross. That's right. And yeah, I already followed you on Clubhouse. I'm like, I can't <laughs> figure out how to follow people on Clubhouse. You just click and go. Follow. But if they're, it, it only gives me the inf. This is like now I'm sidebarring, well, but like it only gives me it in my feed. Like, how do I find you? If you just put in my name, go to the hall and go uh -huh. to like the little um, like search bar thing. Put in uh, like search for people and put in Justine Cross. There you are. First yeah. one. Okay. Yeah, I just gonna, needed I'm, a smarter lady go. to we're, tell me. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a room that's like a pre-podcast room. It's going to be called Bitches is Lost, where I give people advice and tell them what to do. Because like, bitches, they're just so lost. Anyway, combining bitches your two means great, everyone. Yeah, but combining <laughs> your two great strengths into the clubhouse room. I definitely want to be there. Yeah, so it's it's really fun. So, um, But yeah, I hope people just come see me in virtual stuff. I think this is getting released pretty quickly. So Cyber BDS yes. Fam, if you identify as a cis or trans woman, please come to our virtual play party and Kelsey might be there. I will she might be, be hiding behind <laughs> yeah. some, I'll some change my she'll put on a name. Kelsey face, <laughs> like a mask. <laughs> I'll have like the Phantom of the Opera mask on. I'll change my name. It's I've okay. just given yeah. myself up. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't have to put your cam on, you know, I screen everyone, but uh, it, it is a really wonderful event and we're gonna be doing virtual events through the rest of the year for classes and events. So again, you can just find all that stuff on my social media and my main website, losangelesdominatrix.com. Ugh, Justine, you're just a gem thank you so much and confidants go check all of that out it'll be linked in the description below don't forget to rate this podcast five stars if it's not five stars please don't rate it because i'm very sensitive and you can always email us at confidently at gmail.com if you have more questions for justine let us know we can always do an ig live or i'll be in your clubhouse kind of lurking mm. um and if you need clubhouse invites 
DM me. I've got extra. And we will see you next week. Coffee dots. Love you. Bye.